and welcome to episode 446 of the Steel Cage Podcast. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as John Cena. Bad, 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 bad. To my left, he's the Shanky to my modern day Maharaja. It's the Neo X. Ah, oh, I am the modern day Maharaja. I hope your back's okay after what John, uh, uh, not John Cena, excuse me, what uh, what good old Drew McIntyre. Good old Drew did to me. Oh, you mean a, Scottish John Cena? That was a Scottish John well, Cena. Well, he can't get a crowd hyped like John Cena can, let me no, tell you. Sir. You know uh, what? He did not return my phone call and he wrecked my bike my bicycle, I could just not get terrible, bicycle. by the way. That's, That's not a terrible impression. Yeah, and it's bullshit too because I'll tell you, Drew texts back faster than anybody else I know. I think he's quite day. prompt. I'm pretty sure he's a prompt boy. Very prompt. Very prompt, I guess, if he likes you. I don't know. Uh, to my right, coming through after a bowl of turtle soup with rock steady, it's Uncle Bebop, a.k.a. Uncle Beak. Hey, guys. Hey, hey, hey. Glad to have you back, sir. We missed you definitely last week. And, uh, you know, we're happy to always have Uncle Beak in the house. Glad to be here in the house. And it's a it's an amazing uh, uh, signing for the steel cage to have Uncle Beak, but not as big as what might be happening with AEW with the rumors that are swirling today that Daniel Bryan and CM Punk are both signing with AEW. Is it is it Daniel Bryan? I thought it was Bryan Danielson. It's it's Daniel. It's no Daniel Bryan is contractually obligated to the WWE for the rest of his life. But Bryan Danielson and not CM Punk, but CM Punk both are going to be potentially what, going. What's CM Punk. Punk's legal name? Philip uh, Brooks. <laughs> is that a shoot? <laughs> yeah, his fucking name is Philip is Brooks. <laughs> what a weenie! So for those of you, those of you listening, uh, the Neo X he confessed today. That he pretty much has missed out on the entire CM Punk period of such. Oh, yeah, that's that, unfortunate. That, that bloody mess. That he is period, literally period one of my of top mess. favorite wrestlers. He's he's amazing, man. People who uh, are glad he's gone or call him a quieter for taking his ball and going home and <laughs> quieter. Yes, because people don't know how to spell. That he's was a looser. He's, he's a, a looser. quieter. Uh, they just, I just feel like they're just angry that somebody so awesome left them and left them in the lurch and they're emotionally distraught about it. Me, I respect the man too much. Do your own thing, punk or Philip. If you want to wrestle now, come on back. I'm excited. Me, stop Brooks, whatever you want to go by. Yes, no, you're right. I, uh, much like yourself, was kind of okay with the move. I think that for those of us that were a fan of CM Punk in wrestling we saw that he was multi-talented and had a lot to offer. He often felt stifled by the lack of creativity at WWE, like a lot of people do because they stifle creativity. And he wanted to kind of spread his wings and try out other forms of entertainment. Um, He had a little bit of a television documentary kind of show for a really short period of time. I don't know. It never got off the ground. I I don't even know if it was intending to be a thing. I just saw like, him doing some work like that i know he worked in in some marvel comics but aside from that punk never really did as much as i thought he was going to do outside of wrestling well he did his ufc um and, and was it has um, that that was well, very forgettable was, obviously by was my super favorite. defeated 
super good team. All the stuff he did, these just emotional or vanity projects or stuff that he just wanted to tap into because he liked it. Sure. The guy got sick of wrestling and so, for some reason fans felt like he was obligated to them for the rest of his life like he wanted to quit his job you don't get mad at the guy who works at mcdonald's quitting They're like he gave you burgers every fucking week you don't like go up hey man what the fuck i thought we had this relationship here's, here's, here are my burgers here's what i'll say to where that. are my burgers you're where right these burgers you're right especially if the next guy making the burgers really sucks at it right yeah, That's yeah. you don't hold that against the guy who made the wise decision and got the fuck out of there i'm going to because i miss his burgers i want his burgers back he did some straight edge burgers that everyone loved. Oh man, <laughs> straight edge burgers! <laughs> no, dude, uh, Neo Punk was it awesome. Was dude. Little things. It was he was a great budget. baby face. He, as a heel, he had the side that, like, you know, his argument was just, and you could even side with him. And then all the shit that went down with the WWE, you can't blame the guy for being soured on fucking wrestling. After Derek says his thing, I'll let you know my 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 opinion about uh, Minister Doctor Joe Doctor Brooks there. Well, my uh, my whole thing is just once again that he never. I, I think just to build on what Beak said, he never really had anything that was as big as professional wrestling. No matter what he did in professional wrestling, yep, he was yep. very good at. You know, he was he excelled at at professional wrestling, but he didn't necessarily excel at the other things he wanted to do outside of professional wrestling, or else he wouldn't. You know kind of still be hovering around it and possibly making a comeback and keeping all this stuff. A lot of the stuff has been just fans missing him, you know, going back to Beak's uh, metaphor. Yeah. It's kind of like that, but it's a little different with professional wrestling just because like you were our favorite thing week in and week out. Sure. Sure. And, and now you just kind of canceled yourself or I just meant more like holding it against the guy. Like, I, I can't get mad at him. Like no, he, and he I quit could, a job. Right, and I I wasn't either. I just I'm I'm trying to I guess play devil's advocate from what you're saying sure. and how the fans felt about it. It's the reason why they chant his name to this day every time there's a boring segment they don't like, despite that being one of the most absurdly ridiculous things professional wrestling fans have ever done. I'll just say that I miss him. I'm excited to see him in some capacity even if it's not necessarily him performing all the time, but I I will say that he is one of those guys that I miss seeing, you know, Uh, I I respect anytime anybody leaves this business because it's a terrible business. And I say it's a terrible business to the people in it. It's difficult. It puts a lot of stress on you. Yeah. It can make you a superstar. It can make you lots of money, but it also can drain the absolute life force out of you and and leave you a a shell of your former self. I think that's what happened with, philip brooks <laughs> well when it came to uh wrestling twitter you know i came i came back to wrestling um you know not too long ago i'd say like what five maybe six years ago i think um and so that was past the punk phase uh the su- i've missed all the summer of punk but i've I, I i remember cm punk from roh and i remember when i was going down um wrestling rabbit holes i remember watching a couple of his matches in roh that was fun but then wrestling twitter just really twists people uh you know uh, twist a person's concept on you fairly quick because you would always feel like i would always hear people about you say things like well if cm punk were here or if cm punk did this or if cm punk came back i was like but he's not so why are you gassing him up 
And it's, it's not even if he's not. It's like he's still not going to be the grand savior of professional he's, wrestling. He's right? been he, he's been teased so many times that uh, I'm just like I'm done with it. And I don't yeah, even, but not I, literally teased ever. Like never was there a time where he was actually considering going back. Everyone's like, oh, is this when Punk shows back up? Yeah, like, and they, that's why I put said this heavy thing on him. And that's why I said wrestling Twitter, yeah, helps skew the perception of this person. You know. and, and and I'll say this. I'll, I'll say I agree with you as far as the comeback of CM Punk based on the legend of the comeback of CM Punk has been exhausting over the last, you know, 10 years. Uh, this guy made it so clear that he didn't give a fuck about wrestling. These right. wrestling fans are just fixated on it. Right. Uh, I think eventually, though, that maybe that fixation makes someone like him after he's had a significant amount of time off go you know what? Fuck it. You know, like I'll go back. I'm going to make more money doing that than anything else. I'm going to sell a bunch of t-shirts. The way AEW is structured is going to allow me to not work that same kind of rigorous demanding schedule that the WWE is uh, demands of their wrestlers. And honestly, I kind of miss it. Maybe now, you know, maybe yeah. enough time has passed for him to like actually want to come back to it. I agree hundred percent on that. I think it's one of those things where he had to get away. He honestly never considered coming back, but he still loved wrestling. So when it started sparking up inside him, and this is, we're still all speculation. There's no confirmed that CM Punk showed up. Again, go back to the fixation that I was talking about. Well, it's just uh, like Fightful is reporting that he's been training for a match, which is kind of ridiculous because like, what well, they said also he was helping train the people on the show heels and maybe some of that shit was misconstrued like he was actually working yeah but heels. that's that's the thing like and what if he's just training to train <laughs> let right? me uh let me drop a bombshell on this whole conversation oh ooh. i received confirmation from an inside source about five days ago that this information was not only factual, but that we should expect to see CM Punk at All Out. Oh, that's why you tweeted that out? Wow, Derek, you're really keeping your scoops under wraps. Scooping well, it up, scoop, 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 Here's scoops. the thing. Here's the thing. First yeah. of all, uh, I don't know a lot of people in professional wrestling, so I worry if I'm going to send something out. Like, it won't take people too long to figure out who my source was and where that was potentially coming from. It was a modern-day Maharaja. Well, yeah, I mean, he told me a lot of shit in that car that one time. Uh, but I will say that I didn't want to say anything until, like, this kind of information dropped. Now, it still was told to me that ink needs to be, you know, dried, there still needs to be signatures put to paper. Nothing is finalized. There's very much the possibility that this still doesn't happen. However, I will say that, that I was told before Fightful uh, put it out that this was going to happen. And I did not request this information. I did not. No, I did nothing. Nothing. I basically, my source was basically, you know, kind of uh, gloating about how much information he knew in regards to both companies and i asked him to drop a bombshell on me and he said are you sure and then the, that was the bombshell he dropped on me so we'll see if that happens but It'll what be was the actual can you quote the the source i can quote the source i can quote the source right now wait hold on it's not it's text message 
Uh, <laughs> tech source. A lot of times it's through um, DMs, but tech tech source rest. Yes. Uh, because I'm I'm interested to hear or, or or yeah, listen to like the wording. So um it's a Goldberg style deal, 12 appearances over three years. Wow. That's ridiculous. But yeah. but of course we don't know what company, right? Yes. But wouldn't you speculate it it would be better for for him to do AEW? Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know. No. Okay, I think yeah, there's more money. I think there's more money for Let's him. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. With, I think there's more money in it for him if the WWE is interested in him to go to the WWE because they're going to give him probably a higher uh, amount for the downside if he actually ends up injured, and they are reaching such a wider market. I mean, come on, it's WWE. They're like international. I don't know. AEW is getting there. I just think. I, I, I don't know. And I think it would just be such a bigger thing for wrestling to have him show back up in WWE. Like people will assume AEW because of the history with WWE, but I think it's a bigger impact if he shows back up in WWE. I or, I, or is it a big impact at impact? Oh man, I shouldn't have used that word. <laughs> I knew he was going <laughs> to do that. Bitch. Um, well, here, let me argue against it then. I Go will say it. this, that Sam Punk has always been kind of a, a a punk at heart, right? I mean, he's always been like a troublemaker. He's always been someone that's been kind of underground and he's always wanted to kind of see the, uh, you know, something rise up and beat the machine. WWE has always been something that he has had bad feelings towards, ill feelings towards. They did him wrong. They sent him, uh, they fired him on his wedding day. Uh, via FedEx, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I agree with all that. It, it's a more natural, it's a more cohesive and natural fit with AEW. I just for here bigger deal. Yeah. No matter what, I think that Punk is well aware that WWE is going to control you as a person. Yeah. Yes, they're going to give you plenty of opportunities. Sure, he could go be a commentator on NXT, or they could give him a show on Peacock or whatever the hell. Right. Really, at the end CM of the day, Punk. <laughs> uh, oh, I missed yes. that show. <laughs> um, but like at the end of the day, I think he'd rather have control over his own time, over his own endeavors, over his own outside extracurricular activity. And that's what AEW is going to allow him to do. AEW is going to allow him to appear in those 12 appearances over three years. And they're going to allow him to make a big splash and make a big impact. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. and you know get all of his jokes in and you know kind of you think he'll have a, any velocity or heat when he gets there maybe a shotgun saturday night do you think he'll make it to the main event <laughs> uh i new japan world pro wrestling gorilla <laughs> <laughs> mystery vortex no, I, think that, I think that uh it, you know it's it's pretty obvious to me that a lot of people want to go head to head with Vince McMahon after they leave. Oh, they, like they a, like a rampage beat, against Vince McMahon. They want to beat him. They want to, they, they want to like topple WWE. I'm not saying that AEW has any real desires to do that. Uh, I'm just saying that they have uh, that, that desire to do pro wrestling in a different way, you know, way the, the way they present it, the way they are. I, I think that they, 
like a lot of us, I think a lot of us think that the late nineties pro wrestling was the best. And I think AEW is trying to take the spirit of that and bring it into kind of modern day wrestling, have a nice mix the way like old WCW was at one point, but still have some of that great edgy storyline that WWF had and, you know, things like that. I think that AEW is going in the right direction and this could be a bold, bold statement. Um, and, They're doing and, much better, man. I guess my question another is: ex-WWE wrestler, is, is this going to be that thing? Is this going to be the thing that is going to level the playing ground in in the eyes of a lot of wrestling fans, or and even non wrestling fans? Just casually? that's the thing. Like, I think perception perception in, in reality is everything. Because me personally, with the circle that I run, WWE in general just has not been good. Right. Well, that's that's not that's not even you, man. I mean, that's the world. The the raw this reality of the matter. That's the reality of the situation. Raw this week had a great reset. Right. It was the essentially the start of their season. But even that, like, I feel like they blew their load all in one episode. They not only blew their load, they blew a lot of things in that episode. I mean, I'm just saying if you're if you're looking at what they did to entertain us as fans everything was pretty much a letdown yeah uh, i yeah. i will say even the ending with uh nikki ash which i don't even want to call her that but no it's not it, that even they don't even call her that it's nikki ash they don't even call her nikki ash anymore yeah it's it's nikki a yeah because you got to get it right so that you know she i mean it's such a weird character thing that doesn't even seem to be fully fleshed out yet they just put it on TV and strapped the rocket to her and made her champion. I'll say that even, even without stupid, I think it was, I still got emotional that Nikki cross won the women's yeah. championship on Raw for, for right? the woman, like, the woman, right. Nikki cross winning the championship was amazing. Is exactly. also a nice change of pace. Exactly. That too. I was really conflicted though, because I still found myself stepping back and going, God, I know this. I know this character isn't for me. Just like a lot of things in pro wrestling is not intended for me, but I just can't, you know, even understand. Well, she's the hero for the people who get looked down on, you know, the unattractive as the downtrodden as, as, yeah, yeah, as (laughs) Holy said, right. Oh, got to walk that one back, Mick. I, I think I, the gimmick itself is just one of those gimmicks that I think maybe it needed a little bit more time, but Again, we're not going to get super hung up. I, I on thought it. it would be great if we got some backstory behind it, just because it was literally day and night, right? Like, do you guys remember any sort of backstory for this? She basically said that she was taking off this this new character to inspire people. That's yeah, that's right, it. right. But that was and, it. No, that was literally what she said. That's the backstory. Yeah, that's the backstory. That the backstory. Like, how awful is that? Like, you just flipped the switch on me from one day to another, and all you're saying is this 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 dialogue here to try to convince me and she I went can't. from some maniac she went from a maniac which she was with sanity to now yeah. and then I'm, she was I'm Nikki Cross, so happy and go lucky yeah it, well it, and that's because she was with alexa bliss right well no the maniac thing was was with sanity, was with sanity was but then after yeah. that she, yeah she became like more cheery and calm but not with alexa bubblegum like she, yeah right. she now she's like bubblegum it's ridiculous right. now i i think this is a great metaphor for what's wrong with WWE storytelling in a lot of cases and a lot of stories and a lot of angles and a lot of feuds they have going on. 
it's this weird both both rushing of storylines unnecessarily yeah plenty of time to let things play out mixed with this lack of telling us like how did we get from a to c there was no b there's no point b in the middle you never told like right like you could have just started it off with something as simple as Nikki Cross reading comic books or really getting into Marvel or some shit like that, where she just started getting delusional and realizing like these are real heroes and all this kind of stuff and being like, that's what I want to be. And, you know, I, I don't want to be this anymore. I don't want to be whatever I am. I want to be a hero. Yeah. Something simple like that. Like a lot of the stuff they have to do in order to kick these storylines off sometimes even seem very elementary they, they want us to fill in the blanks for them right <laughs> like in our head where it was like okay that, that must be what happened without yeah telling us. I, well, I have i have conversations like that with people my i tell my wife like i'm explaining to her what happened or she'll ask something simple because she'll miss you know a dozen raws in a row and she'll just be like oh why are they together now and i'll try to explain it and i can tell that even my explanation is missing parts of the story because i don't even know it and then I'll yep. find myself saying stuff like, I don't know, maybe it's because of this or whatever. I don't know. The fucking they it's terrible. terrible. So if if you could create, let's let's dabble into some wrestling fan fiction. If oh. Derek kind of mentioned it, right? Maybe she was reading comic books and got inspired. Like, how would you book the backstory, Beak? Um I think Derek's immediate jump is good, but honestly, I think it'd be something where maybe hurricane was involved like maybe he mm. she started mm. talking to him as like some sort of inspiration like hey i you're shane uh when you're gregory helms you know you're kind of mean and aggressive what made you turn to this heroic character he could even like play off like he doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about at first yeah and then the hurricane, hurricane shows up shows to be her, up and to be her guidance her. you know what oh. i mean it's like he's like a hurricane i don't know what are you talking about but yeah because i remember the that hurricane show. had a superhero in training right yeah, yeah, one uh, one Rosie, aka Matt Anawine. Uh huh. That's R. right. R. I. P. Yep. I, I I have another way. Let's say yeah. Lily is throwing stuff on people like she was on Shayna, and Nikki saves somebody, and it's as simple as someone looking at her and going, "You're a, You're hero. a hero," and he, she's I like, am I'm a hero. I'm a hero, yeah. right? I'm the wind right. beneath your wings. Right. How hard is this? It's not that hard. That's why I get so angry about it. It's not that hard. Oh. It's really not. It really okay. isn't, because that's actually really good. That is really good. Perfect. Oh, I'm just and saying then, that and, transitions from Alexa and what she was doing with Alexa over to like her own new thing that she's doing. I don't know, and She could even go to the hurricane in that scenario. Still go to the hurricane for guidance. Mm-hmm. I'm looking to be a superhero. Give me some ideas. You got some not advice? Not just the costume, right? <laughs> yeah. And like you said, Gregory Helms, who's there every goddamn week because he's a backstage executive or yep. you know, <laughs> agent. Agent, you're not doing anything with him anyway, besides having him come out and break up fights. Uh, yeah, and I know, I know, and I know it's gonna happen too. Three weeks from now, three weeks from now, the hurricane's gonna show up and we're gonna all be screaming at our televisions. Well, Neo's not because he doesn't watch this track. <laughs> I'll say that this episode of Raw was their chance to kind of hit it out of the park. When we talk about the big names that AEW might be signing and bringing over to, you know, to their show for All Out or beyond, it's that name value, right? It's Brian Danielson, a.k.a. Daniel Bryan. It's CM Punk. It's a name a lot of casual fans know. They know they're great wrestlers. They know their former champions, and it might gravitate, you know, people 
or cause people to gravitate towards their show. WWE is doing the same thing, but with their guys. They pull out John Cena at the pay-per-view who comes out and confronts, of all people, the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. I love it. I love where they're going with it. And it's one of those scenarios that I'm not even mad about the inevitable win for Roman Reigns to kind of pass the torch from John Cena to Reigns. However, they have been advertising this as the summer of Cena on WWE television. So it could always be LOL Cena wins against Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. Who knows? There's at least a little bit of uh, spice in that scenario. I still think Roman comes out on top. But that scenario? Yeah. Well, no. Turn yeah. mute it, mute his mic for five minutes. Uh, <laughs> the other one is Oldberg. Reach. Oldberg um, here to take on Bobby Lashley of all people. And this one was, in my opinion, a big swing and a miss. But again, it's that same thing. That name value that's going to cause, I guess, casual fans to tune in or people that might not have otherwise. I just don't know if that's even a thing anymore. The the, the concept of a casual fan tuning in because a big name is now on the show. Especially Goldberg. Well, I mean, people fucking loved Goldberg. Uh, But they did have the return of Keith Lee as well. So we went from Keith Lee to Elderly. That's the way we want to do things. That's better. (laughs) Take back the mic muting. That was a good one. (laughs) This is one of those scenarios or Cena areas where I think that... That was awful. I don't like it. (laughs) I'm confused because... The Redeemer over here. was the most awesome thing to me. And a match between Keith Lee and Bobby Lashley at SummerSlam for the championship would have you know given me so much life and instead they have bobby lashley beat keith lee relatively simply i'm not even going to get on the whole thing about that because the 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 un unnecessary hate that they're getting for keith lee losing and also for uh <laughs> uh carrie and cross losing i'm like uh. Can you guys wait at least a, a week? Like, can we wait Please. a week before we're saying Karrion Cross is getting buried because he got in trouble in NXT and all of these other rumors and all this stuff? Like, we just yeah. jumped to crazy conclusions. But this is the thing. At, at face value, when I saw that Enic, that that Karrion Cross lost to Jeff Hardy, no offense to Jeff Hardy, but he's Jeff Hardy. There. Okay. So here's the thing. We can we we can criticize them for their lack of storytelling like he should have lost to bobby lashley or something well no i feel like there was a story being told there which was that carrion cross came in all braggadocious all you know all all boastful and talking about how he dominated nxt they showed a video package on him it's jeff hardy so jeff hardy's kind of in that weird legend slash veteran slash jobber pool but not really. I mean, Jeff Hardy's pulled out some big wins that felt unexpected. I remember at one point people were convinced Jeff Hardy was going to get put on the shelf and, and retire. And then he won that match too. I think this was a case where they're trying to start a rivalry based on Jeff Hardy showing Karrion Cross up on his first night and Karrion Cross being kind of, you know, young and inexperienced when it came to wrestling a veteran that could roll him up and, you know, cheat. He did cheat to win uh and and use the ropes to to get the victory right yeah it's I mean, hardly a burial that's like 
a bear, we're going to bury you by bringing you to Raw and putting you in a match and the, having it be a fucking fucked finish so you get screwed over. Like, that's not a burial. That's a character getting fucked over. And, and getting angry and get, having some character, right? See, yeah. And that's the problem is, like, some of the storytelling doesn't have a chance to play out because people react in the moment so quickly to it that they don't allow for things to figure itself out. Um, I knew it wasn't a burial when they literally had a camera on him for two whole minutes after a loss. I was like, they never put a camera on someone they're burying for two minutes after a loss. They don't even show you. They would just focus on Jeff Hardy walking up the ramp and forget about you altogether. So it was the, the other side of the coin is the optics on that is you had your NXT champion lose to someone on Raw. I mean, even Kevin Owens had a better show out when he took the NXT title over to Raw. But so at the, the same bar, time, he could just fucking. But the bar was next set. week and beat the shit out of somebody. Like that's well, how. But he, we're not he, talking about next week. We're talking about like right now. You know what I'm I saying? I just mean, but the determination of burial is ridiculous. Off the one week, like Derek, we need to let it play out. Like he literally could show up next week. And cripple Jeff Hardy, where Jeff, Jeff Hardy's Hardy. not on the show, not on the show for a couple months, yeah. and he looks like a fucking monster. Yeah, exactly. And that that you would never cross it. You better not fucking ever try to. Roll yeah, don't him beat up. this guy. Don't cheat to win don't when you're fucking with Kerry Cross because he will kill you. Yeah, but then they're all, they're always going to be that little asterisk, that 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 thing in the record books, right? Yeah, but the former WWE that champion sh- that shows that. Uh, the other thing is is like, what does it say like about the entire NXT roster? Think about it like from that perspective. You had your champion lose. Like, so do you, when you think of that, what do you think of NXT as a whole then? Uh, that it does. I honestly don't think it reflects too poorly on them because it, the roster is incredibly talented. And just because one guy got cheated in a match again doesn't necessarily reflect, like, is he supposed to not be able to get? cheated on like in order to be the nxt champion you can never allow anyone to get the best of you if you want to be our champion i don't know i think fans just take that shit way too fucking seriously literally it can be rehabbed a a week two weeks at the most if they need to okay right on it's like fucking like when they put uh guys on losing streaks to get them over (laughs) it's like this guy's losing repeatedly. People eventually start feeling sympathy for him, and then he gets over as a baby face. Like, there's ways this shit can be fixed. The thing but, is, as someone who holds, I guess from a personal level, I guess I, I essentially hold NXT at above Raw and SmackDown at this point, just because of the quality, quality for quality sakes, I guess. Sure. But you're wrong too. But at the same time, even if, again, if that is the case, if you feel that way. It still could be just because Karrion Cross got fucked over. I mean, it's booking. It's not like he's legitimately terrible compared to the rest of them. <laughs> it's kind of like Keith Lee, right? We had all these rumors that Keith Lee was done with the company and he was going to get cut. I saw a rumor that Keith Lee was going to be going to AEW. And then here he is popping up on Raw, essentially their their premiere episode of the new season. And he's having a match with the WWE champion. Sure, he lost. In his hometown, right? Or in Texas, right? Yeah, in Texas. Yeah. And trust me, I I didn't want him to lose, but there's more story to be told here. And you can't just have him coming up out of nowhere and beating Bobby Lashley. He also Keith Lee's WWE champion. Right. I mean, you know, like. Insane. It'd be awesome. I just, people have a weird happiness level based on 
wins and losses in wrestling instead of where people are being featured and what kind of story they're being featured in, what kind of, what, what their place is on the card. For Keith Lee to come back and be immediately interjected as a challenger to Bobby Lashley, even in an open challenge, is kind of a big deal. And it's a good thing for him. It's not this weird thing that people are turning it into. I feel like where they're, they're saying like carrying cross that this was a burial of, of Keith Lee, you know, Lord. It, it's just a very quick overreaction to a person you like, or maybe even in the case of cross, a person you don't like losing a match uh, on a show where it's just confirmation. I, we, like, Oh yeah, I knew this fucking guy sucked and they're buried. him. awesome. Right. Right. Well, we're just so conditioned to get such a quick, um, you know, automatic kind of expect or or response that we're expecting, right? We expect somebody new to debut. They should just have a squash match against somebody. Well, we don't do that anymore. We don't have jobbers necessarily that someone new just squashes to make them look good. We found that to be boring at one point, so we stopped doing that. Now we're trying to tell better stories, but now when someone comes up, it's that immediate thing of like, well, they didn't win their match. So they must be screwing this guy over or there must be something weird going on, you know? I, and I, I don't just, think it was like a swerve just for swerve's sake. We all assumed Karen was going to come out there and dominate just, Oh, he looks good. He got to win over the WWE champion. They went shockingly another way with, I honestly did not expect a cheating Jeff Hardy to win to, to, <laughs> right. to play this out. It was fucking weird. So, I mean, there's interesting possible storylines, but again, uh, wins and losses are important. I, I will never say they're not. I just think things can be rehabbed with mm -hmm. the right storytelling. The problem is, is that with the proper booking, they, they, or even not the proper booking, just if they fucking want to, they could just turn shit on a dime next week. So oh, that's yeah, what exactly. I say, wins and losses don't matter. AEW does a better job of tracking wins and losses. And they also are very careful about making sure the guys that they're building up, like Hangman Page, have that winning record and that pedigree to back up his eventual rise, at least as I see it, to the AEW championship, right? I've seen some of these weird uh, suggestions that CM Punk is going to cost Hangman Page the championship. And I, like people are already throwing all sorts of storyline ideas out there that don't make any sense to me uh, because nothing makes sense to be outside of Hangman Page. Someone's eventually. already mentioned that CM Punk could come in and get paired with a dark order what do you think about that eh, i don't know man i think that they if they wanted to give the dark order a new leader they have their guy in malachi black right that's a guy that could easily not only take control of the black uh, of the dark order and make and make it the black order like in the black sense. order if he wants yeah. to right yeah. why not but he could also uh you know kind of do it in a way that he steals it away from hangman you know because hangman's like their surrogate leader now and you know he brainwashes a couple of them. Maybe gets John Silver on. Yeah, his that's side. all you need to do is convince John Silver that yeah. man. You guys have been really trying to get this guy on your side and doing everything, and he's kind of giving you the cold shoulder for the majority of the time. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You got to just brainwash the recruitment specialists, and then exactly. everybody else will follow. Side, and everybody's on your side, right? I'd be hilarious for the CM Punk to join them. They're all fucking straight edge, and it's still <laughs> like a, it's still like a comedy act. <laughs> they all go to chug beers. He's like. Fucking no! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what I fucking tell you, like Brody, <laughs> shaving their heads all individually, like going through the line. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. Turns it into the straight edge society. Yeah, now we're talking straight edge order. The straight edge order. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, again, AW they have very good storytelling with a lot of the stuff they're doing. 
I, I would say that something similar to what we're talking about um, has been like the, 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 the little feud they started with Andrade and Matt Seidel, you know, and that wasn't anything, but it was still that it was those seeds. It was those little things happening that you pick up in some cases, they acknowledge them in some cases they don't, but it was, you know, this kind of disrespect to each other while they were out there, you know, Andrade started it. Seidel comes out the next week, disrespects him. Shit's going to pop off, you know, and, and then there's no explanation needed. You don't even need to, you don't even need to tell any further story. We saw the visual, it happened before us and you told a good story by having guys do what guys do, which is disrespect each other, get fed up, have it oh, come hands. to a boiling point and then fight each other. Slap yeah. hands. Slap hands. Slap hands. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I mean, WWE, I think they had a very successful pay-per-view. I thought Money in the Bank was very fun to watch. It's great to have fans back. I can't tell you enough again about the fans and what a difference I feel like they make with the WWE show. I think WWE, and obviously this isn't like, oh, I have this crazy theory. They were holding back. Right. They were obviously not going at 100 percent with their show. And the minute they got fans back in, in the in the same building as the performers, you just see guys going all out. You just saw a difference in everybody's performance, I feel like. Yeah, I, I can see that. I don't necessarily think that's there. They were they holding back like intentionally. I think they just didn't realize they weren't clicking into that extra. You know what I mean? Like once the fans are there, it's like, holy shit. Okay. There is this extra level we can get to. Yeah. Cause I, I don't think they would go out of their way to make a lackluster show. I think that just happens inadvertently. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, but I also think, I, I mean, again, I, we don't do it and I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if, people that do this every single week just fall into a groove. And when I say a groove, it's not, Oh, Hey, we're doing, like you said, they're doing the show badly on purpose or we're holding back on purpose, but we're also just kind of okay with coasting every now and again. And just, "Eh, let's just, let's, let's make this match last 45 minutes. So that way we don't have to really book anything else for the rest of the show or whatever. Right. You know, they, they have a lot of instances like that where it definitely feels like they just wanted to get through this three-hour show they have to do. Autopilot. Autopilot, right. Money in the Bank did not feel like that. It was exciting. Yeah. There were some great matches. But the most important thing was that our guy, Big E, won the Money in the Bank match. The gyrations oh, yeah. were there. Uh, everything was there. And, and uh, most importantly, more importantly than him winning uh, the Money in the Bank we were promised nudes by Faye Jackson on Twitter. Aww. Had he won it, and he did win it, and no nudes. Oh, show us, show us the booby. Yeah, people lie on Twitter. I'm just also oh. the thing with Big E man. I got nervous because the very first spot he did was the fucking spear, spear. through the ropes, and he, I swear to God, he spiked that, himself on the fucking ground. That thing is oh. that thing is always crunchy, dude. Every time yeah. it happens, I like my butthole puckers up and yeah. I mince, I tighten up a bit because that thing is probably gonna like it's so so cool when he does it, man. But that after effect, woof. It's scary for him and the bump for the dude taking it. That must suck. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're yes. going full force with Biggie smacking you in the chest. That's, yeah. Like, that has that to is suck. a big meaty man slapping yes. against other man meat. Yeah, indeed. Mm. Uh, it was a good match, though. I thought it was a lot of fun. I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. 
I, I thought the women's championship match was excellent. Uh, we had Peacock uh, be a cock Fuck and a. basically have major issues for all of us, which is just inexcusable at this point, considering how much money Peacock NBC paid to have WWE on, you know, uh, move essentially their network to, to the cock. And now we still don't even, well, how many months has it been? And we still can't even rewind a, yeah, a live show that's going on right services. now. It's crazy. Barfo disgusto. I was so fucking annoyed, dude. Like it started cutting out right before the man, the men's money in the bank. Yeah. Fucking super choppy, especially during the fucking promo with boogs and, and Nakamura. Then I'm like, I just have to fucking turn this thing off. And yeah. I didn't watch for a while. And the people said it's working again. So I turned it back on and it was good. I'm like, oh, all right. I missed a good portion of that fucking match. Well, we all did. And I think that's the thing is that I, I just, I, I can't wrap my mind around this being excusable. You know, um, the Peacock is supposed to hold, uh, have, have the Olympics on there. Like, I mean, I almost feel like this entire phase with the WWE network was like a testing phase of live television for them to, to ride the kinks and figure the kinks out. And they still haven't got it figured out. And the Olympics are starting what a couple of weeks, you know, yeah. it's, it's not, not a great scenario. I remember messaging them a while back, asking them about the rewind live TV feature. And they said it would be implemented by SummerSlam. So we'll see if that's still the case because next show. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm just, it's frustrating. Everything with WWE is a bit frustrating. And, uh, I, I still think deep down inside, I root for them and I want the show to be good. I still think I enjoy lots of lots of parts of the show, including uh, a lot of SmackDown um, and and Big E winning, you know, the Money in the Bank. That's another thing that I I'm just really excited about. It's he's one of those guys for me. He's one of those guys that I don't think we ever thought would get to this kind of spot. He's one of those guys that we never thought WWE would see the talent and entertainment and enjoyment that we got out of him. Um, I'll agree more of the second sentiment. Like I, I always, since I saw Big E with New Day and had that big personality, I'm like, oh, this guy has world champ written all over him. Like he's hilarious. He's yep. huge. He could wrestle. The guy connects with the crowd like more, better than a lot of guys. But yeah, you're right. I, I didn't expect WWE to pull the trigger on him because he's like not the tallest guy. He's just a big fire plug of a human being and he's incredibly entertaining. So come on, WWE. But the, uh, the, that new, title. the New Day, they're doing their best to kind of get shine on each of them on an individual scale. So you yeah, have for sure. you know, Kofi starting it, Big E, you know, here in the second spot. And uh, I mean, Xavier got a big knows. chance to yeah. shine too. Xavier, yeah, he's got a big W under his belt, but maybe there'll be more. Yeah. Well, his, his win was the thing that almost brought Bobby Lashley to firing MVP because he was so upset about how much he had lost his edge uh due to that loss to Xavier because, of, the, because yeah. of las putas yeah las putas and i think that this is still gonna lead to uh an aggressive bobby lashley going back at the new day i think it's still gonna lead to some sort of violent attack that is gonna be the cause for biggie to jump over here i hope that they do something like that but again, I could see WWE just blowing their load pretty quickly and just making that move for Big E to jump from SmackDown to Raw, rejoining his New Day brethren, 
and taking on Bob Lashley for the championship after after Goldberg. Maybe he cashes in at SummerSlam after him and Goldberg have been going at it. Who knows? We'll see. So, the, so then you you definitely feel it would be best if he cashed in on on the Raw champ versus the SmackDown champ. Roman Reigns is not going to lose the Universal Championship for the next year and a half. That is, I a, think, that is a bold statement there, Frando. Uh, Big E, as we all know, really wants to wrestle Goldberg. So I can totally see Kofi screwing over Bobby Lashley. Goldberg getting this title, pissing everyone off like all the real fans. But it would be a pop in the audience. And then Big E actually challenging him for a title yeah. not showing yeah. up not showing up shit on him yeah. but challenging him for the title because yeah. that would be fucking rad i see that, that would with, be rad i like I that see, a lot man i see that with him regardless of who he challenges yeah i yeah. definitely feel like biggie especially with the nikki cross cash in being the sudden one post-match you know they're not going to do two of those I also would see this maybe riding out a little bit. Like maybe this doesn't happen right away. You know, I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I like that idea. The money like in the bank is kind of it's kind of tricky because sometimes you get it immediate, like we like we just witnessed, but then you kind of get like this long drag out money in the bank storyline. So then do you feel like Big E is gonna go one side of those ladders or kind of keep it more 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 intermediate in the sense where he may be cashing it in in like three months or at the next pay-per-view, you know, I could definitely more storyline for him to hold on to it. That's, that's, I think yeah. that's why people get annoyed when they're with the quick cash ins. They're like, well, that was kind of a waste. Well, that was happened it. And they already used <laughs> it. It's fine. Oh, but you, you that's what it's saved, for. That's yeah, exactly what it's for. Cause you could have saved her cash in for another week because there was so much going on on raw. Nikki oh, at ASH's cashing could have been, down the road they wanted that thing they wanted that thing that everybody would be talking about on the first live raw they wanted so much there's so much going on on raw that there's lots to talk about there really was i think a lot of it was shallow and i see that guy from nxt that champion they lost (laughs) yeah he lost (laughs) john cena he wished that 11 year old kid a happy birthday that was pretty cool you know like the the roman a b-word raw is just he, he called him the a word he called him the a word yeah and the, the and he's an asshole he's an asshole uh the, the the whole thing with raw was that it was just this big spectacle without much substance you know it's like a an action movie you know like one of the bad transformers sink sequels yeah something like that you know where if i asked you 10 minutes after the film was over what was the storyline of that movie? You'd be like, I don't know, but Bumblebee blew some shit up and it was fucking pretty awesome. And they had the fucking the dinosaur transformers in there. That shit was dope. Grimlock? Yeah, Grimlock. Yeah. Oh, Grimlock was in that bitch. Yeah, Grimlock <laughs> was in that bitch. That's it. That's I it. That That's all yet. you I didn't remember. Know. Yeah, I didn't so know. Like, yeah, Karrion Cross was in that bitch. Keith Lee came back. He's still with the company. He lost, though. Lashley, Cena. I don't know. See him punk. Oh yeah, we didn't say how awesome it is that Daniel Bryan or Bryan Dance. We really went into hard on punk, but yeah, yes. it's really cool that Daniel. Oh, fuck him! Him. Fuck that guy! Yeah. Fuck that guy that gave us one of the best moments of our lives as wrestling fans. Yeah, he didn't man. turn his back on us. It's not a quieter. <laughs> He's not a loser. Uh, one thing I think that I thought was really funny about John Cena. Speaking of those big guys making their reemergence. 
uh, G1 from the Matt Mania podcast brought up in our chat, like how John Cena's still wearing like the jorts and the bright colored t-shirt and hat and how much it bothered him. And I found that to be funny because he was right. Like in a way to me, he was right. I don't even know where to fall on this because I understand that that is what Cena has always been. And that's what Cena will always be. Cena will be 78 years old doing WWE appearances <laughs> in shorts and a bright orange shirt with a matching hat. And a towel. And a towel. And the a guy, picture of him with the towel on the shirt. The guy looks totally different, too. He's slimmed down significantly. He mm-hmm. definitely doesn't have the same muscle mass. And the haircut makes him look like a fucking TV dad. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was weird to see him rocking. I mean, I, I assumed he would be dressed that way. But he does look a little weird. Yeah, yeah. like, okay. And, and I like think a, that's the thing. Like a, is, like a boy man. As he start wearing the suits like he does for every fucking yes, public appearance. Yes, like where is that? I want to see that. But then, like, is that heel Cena? Am I well, wrong? Well, then you have to change the 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 Titantron's image from a cartoon Cena to like a cartoon suited Cena. Or like, what about business Cena? What if he's just like at a desk signing papers and like working on a laptop? And there could be a, a scene where he's getting coffee and the coffee yeah. spills on him a little bit. Or what if he becomes like becomes an explorer and becomes John Scenic? We'll see pictures of him. Never mind. (laughs) No, no, you finished pictures in nature. You started this bad idea. (laughs) We're in khaki shorts. Ah, there you go. He goes from from jorts or from jean jean shorts to khaki shorts. He's got binoculars. That's a smart move. <laughs> khakis have more pockets. If you're gonna go with a dad short, go with khakis. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Go with cargo shorts. What are you dad doing? Dad approved. Ah, I will die in my cargo shorts. What else do we have to talk about? I know you guys watch both AEW and NXT. Uh, like I said, I enjoyed Money in the Bank very much. What were you guys' thoughts on what uh, AEW and NXT did this week? Because I haven't seen either of those shows. Um, uh, Dio, go ahead. Yeah, well, I'm, I mostly am going to stick to AEW because it was Fighter Fest Night 2. That's what I watched, too. I didn't watch NXT, Derek. Way to go. He screwed oh, us. Well, yeah, he'll screw <laughs> No, Neo screwed you. I didn't screw you. Uh, but yeah, Fighter Fest. What, what's happening with Fighter Fest? I mean, I think the biggest news was just the fact that they were able to just, like, put in these subtle things to, to get the show up and running. But uh, we had a, an appearance by Nick Gage. Holy shit. Yeah. Yep. So he had a Nick Gage wow. appearance. And I'll, since you haven't seen it, I, I'm just going to put that out there. Everybody else is, knows what's going on. Um, so the Nick Gage thing announcement was pretty cool. And then there was a change of championships, which is really nice. But the thing is, like, that's why the cool thing about, about AEW is, again, it's built for me and my circle of friends. Because I can say, oh, this guy came and debuted my buddy will say, yeah, I know who that is, right? So therefore, that's why I kind of gravitate more towards AEW, just because it AEW gets me. <laughs> They're guys I know. I feel included. Derek, I think uh, Neil really buried the lead. The biggest thing that happened tonight was actually <laughs> the return of Chavo. Well, not the return, but the appearance of Chavo Guerrero yes. Jr. Is he and he's with Andrade. Did he? But yeah, he's with fucking Andrade, man. It's it's pretty rad. I like it. Well, yeah, because you know the Guerrero business 
is a conglomerate. Yeah. And Vicky cannot concentrate on Andrade because she's going all in with Nyla Rose. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. Makes yeah. sense. So, so she brought they, run, they run travel. a church. They run a church together. They 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 have their eyes on the title. They got a lot of they got a lot of hands and a lot of pots. That's that's it. Yeah. That's it. So and they a had a sub. Plates. They had a subcon. There you go. They had a subcontract. Chavo Guerrero Jr. here, which I think is a pretty good move. I think I wasn't even joking. Because I, I, I think it's great. The fact that Andrade, although doing much better in his English promos, I mean, hands down, he's doing way better than what he used to. Having a mouthpiece in Chavo is still probably going to help him just a little bit more, and it adds a little bit of legitimacy to his name. Plus, they debut fucking Chavo in Texas, or you know, that's like a wins, 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 win. Yep. Yeah. yeah you know, you yeah. can't go wrong. It's just, it's cool because he kind of Andrade and Chavo kind of put some feelers out there with with Death Triangle, so that's definitely like it leaves a lot of makes you say hmm. hmm. So yeah, I mean, there's good stuff cooking in in AEW, so which is really nice because you get conclusions. And then you just get new new stories sizzling, you know. So that's why I mean, it's, it's it is what it is, man. Going back to the Nikki Ash thing or the Nikki Ash. Why? I think that, <laughs> I'm going to tell you why. Okay. I'll tell you exactly why. <laughs> Literally no segue whatsoever. Let's do this, bitch. <laughs> it's actually, I, if you fucking, but either one of you would stop talking <laughs> to get to the segue, but I can't because all I've said is her name. Up to that fucking point. All right, so. What I was going to say was it's like the Nikki A.S.H. thing where we don't get it and we ask questions. That's still not a segue. The only I'm fucking not done talking. <laughs> I am not fucking done talking. You can't talk a chapter in to get talking. to the segue. <laughs> I will stop talking when I am done talking. All right, go. We don't get it because it's not for us and we don't understand why this would be a character. We don't understand anything about it. And it's easy to for us to both say, well, it's not for us. Kind of like with Roman, when Roman was doing things that they were just wasn't working. And you could easily say, well, this is for the kids. It's the same thing with Nikki. You could say it's for the kids. It's still, regardless, a stupid fucking story that's being poorly told, right? Whether it's yep. for adults or kids. AEW is like WWE in the 90s where they focused more on this particular audience that we know is kind of the audience that determines what shit is cool, right? That's why that 18 to 34 demographic was always so important because those people not only are the ones that kind of decide what is and isn't cool, but like once they're into it, then younger people are into it because they want to be cool like older people. So they want to watch the thing that all the, older people are talking about and even older people want to be younger like my 40 year old ass so i'm like oh what are the 18 to 34 year old people in there? just my 40 year old ass not the rest <laughs> of me um but that that's what i'm saying is aw focuses on that same demographic that was the key to making wrestling kind of cool and what it was in the late 90s right i mean it's focusing more on that adult audience and you're gonna have me as a 16 year old seeing guys say dirty words on cable television and going, Oh my God, you know, shit like that. Like, it's just that thing that draws you in as a younger viewer, no matter how young you are. My daughter's 10 years old. She really doesn't care about Nikki Ash. She likes Alexa and 
Lily, of course, because it's her name. But she likes everything that Alexa's doing with the weird, creepy vibe of a Hot Topic store, you know? <laughs> and that's the kind of thing that's going to probably get those 9, 10, 11-year-old kids more on board with wrestling than dumbing some shit down to them so much that even they're like, this kind of seems a little juvenile for me. AEW certainly does cater to their fan base much better than WWE. WWE just, here's what we're offering. If you don't like it, we're going to keep pushing it down your throat and tell you totally reject it. Sloppy Joes. AEW's like, oh, we know people are going to like this. We know the fucking audience out there loves Orange Cassidy, so we're going to present Orange Cassidy the best way possible and make him from something a lot of people consider a joke to be legitimately one of the biggest stars in wrestling this last couple of years like absolutely you, you can't absolutely. argue it and if he was in wwe he absolutely would they be would have made him a joke that's all it would have been it would have been a very one-trick pony and then once that once that enamor wore off because you keep they would have called him citrus jones <laughs> sure <laughs> then, wait wait they shortened it up to just citrus later yeah. just be citrus you know uh but going back to my daughter she has several wrestlers that are female that she loves on AEW, and again she hasn't been watching that for nearly as long and she doesn't really pay attention to it but she loves the shit out of chris statlander because chris statlander boops people on their fucking nose you mean and Butlander? most adorable thing ever she boops me on the nose when she sees statlander do it you know like they, there's ways to still still appeal to kids without needing it to be uh, dressing up one of your wrestlers as as a superhero in a cape. Damn, Buttlander. Oh, here we go. Yep. See, look at that. You you kind of you pair this guy with uh, with Sting. Look at that. They're beating oh. the crap out of each other. Oh, holy shit! The violence. This is unnecessary. Everyone who's a legend. I don't we're like actually watching the Sting and Orange Cassidy <laughs> confrontation from AEW. We're just kind of talking Thanks about for describing it because we're not doing video this week. And Neo just decided to start a live video in the middle I do what I want. of our podcast. Radio is in my blood, so uh, I will definitely describe what the visuals are Thank going you. on. I've watched a lot of AEW lately. I was getting caught up and I didn't want to really just delete them like I often do with Raw. You know, there'll be half episodes of Raw that I'm just like, Eh, I'm four back now. I'm just going to delete this one and I'll catch up with next week. Because That's why I'm with ROH. I, I know I'm I not like five. That. I can't watch five of these fucking I things. I can't watch I five. Come on. I don't know, but, man. Dan Housen's really making it more interesting to watch. Oh, for for sure. I just love me some Dan Housen. When you go and look in your DVR, there's like 20 of them all stacked up. Yeah. Like, shit. It's, it's, an, it's, an, it's daunting. It's a daunting task to watch. But ROH off. is still one hour, right? Yep, and yes. it's rad as hell. They definitely, really they're good. super excited right now. Yeah. yeah, speaking of exciting, I mean TNA or Impact, man, they're they're definitely blowing the doors off of everything right now, man. They're, oof. Did any of you guys watch Slammiversary? Yes, I did. yes, I did. And it's the forbidden door being open, and it's open in multiple directions, and it's it's kind of like the multiverse like, that has it's spawned like Willy Wonka's movie. elevator. You just push yes. a button. And it'll just go somewhere. Just go somewhere. Right. Uh, we have Jay white, a Jay white sighting, Jay white mm-hmm. sighting. I yeah. mean, bullet club shirts being left on Chris Bay's seat. Yeah, dude. I mean, there's no, yeah. I mean, the only people that aren't currently working with him is maybe triple a, but I'm sure triple a 
they'll they'll probably send some talent out pretty soon. I, I'm sure it's AAA. I think AAA works with ROH and CMLL works with New Japan. But who knows? I mean, the doors are wide open. I could definitely see any one of those companies come through and, you know, get stuff done. It's, again, kind of like what we were talking about with AW just in general, doing things their own way, doing things differently. I know it takes a while, you know, for you to adjust and kind of pivot. And I know sometimes it's kind of hard to grow out of the bad habits that are just part of the televised professional wrestling business. But a lot of these rules and things that all these companies do or the way things have been over the last 10, 20 years has all been a or WWE's rules, you know? So all of these companies are free to create their own world. They can create their own Marvel cinematic universe. If they wanted to, to between all of them and have all yeah. of their stories link and intertwine and do all of that. They have no reason not to WWE is so big. It's such an unstoppable corporate machine that you're not you're not going to beat it so the only thing you can really do i think is like do things in a different way uh it's what attracts fans like what neo's talking about wwe has the opportunity really to put on the best wrestling program that they could and instead we still have so many camera cuts that it made my wife get motion sickness watching a segment and she doesn't know the fucking wrestle she doesn't know how much on twitter we talk about the cuts she yeah, has yeah. no idea she literally just i didn't even notice it i was just watching it because i'm used to it and yeah. it was her head forth so her head is not it. her head is not predisposed like our heads to shake <laughs> right. with the camera right wwe has installed rumble packs and all their cameras <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just the unnecessary cutting back and forth Camera one, camera two, camera one, camera two, camera. It's like, that is not, it was during the Drew McIntyre segment where he was beating down Shanky with the chair and then he goes, gets the other chair, right? Every time he hit him with a chair, they needed to do a camera cut. And he hit him with the chair like 30 fucking times. So there was like 60 camera cuts in that one minute of televised airtime. It literally made my wife sick. You literally what? have to shake your head no while nodding your head yes to keep yes. up with the camera cuts. <laughs> no, yes. The the forbidden door name itself is hilarious because it, as you mentioned, it was only a forbidden door scenario for the WWE. Everyone else, like, yeah, we're more than willing to work together. It's just no one's really approached that situation. Like, right. Because yeah, everybody WWE like, has set a precedent to that. We don't do that. Yeah, right. So since we don't do it, none of you guys are allowed to do it either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, that's not the way things work. I think that they've been smart. I think especially AEW and Impact. I like Impact's the way... Impact's probably doing it the best. Well, Impact's doing... Uh, Impact is benefiting the most, let's say. Because not only is Impact using the bigger companies to get attention on them, but with the attention on them, they're doing a better job than they did like when Kenny Omega made his first appearance at putting on a better show during that episode than they had back then. I remember during that Kenny Omega first appearance, watching an episode of impact for the first time in a while. And it was half good, but the other half was bad enough that I would be like, this literally turns me away from the product. Well, it was the only thing that you wanted to watch on impact for a while. Right. And then they slowly got better and don't get me wrong. Impact has a lot of great talent. They really do. It was just a real stinker of a particular episode. The, backstage segments that i have no idea what's going on none of them interested me none of them 
made me want to like figure like what's going on here none of them gave me those kind of feelings they were all just kind of boring to me and people i was uninterested in seeing and i don't know like the beer city bruiser was there i'm like why is this guy on fucking more than one show what the fuck is going on uh anyway they they they've done a better job of not only using you know using that attention but putting on a better show once they have that attention i've said it often you can get all the eyes on you you want but once they're on you what are you going to do with it right that's the important part impact has been smart though impact is very self-deprecating you know in the way that they kind of act like they're the lesser show than everybody else and the way they kind of do it with a wink and a nod and a laugh it's it, it's kind of the right tone you know it, my it, favorite it, part of impact is how their social media game as soon as somebody that they've had on their show before does something anything, you know, on do another anything. show on another <laughs> show they're definitely going to pull a match up and fucking tweet it out saying hey this person needs to be on our show Remember, they did that with Nikki Ash or Nikki Ash. They, they they go, oh, she won the title, so we're gonna pull this clip when she was like auditioning for their fucking oh my God. whatever competition they had. Yeah, hey, she was almost on our show one time, but yeah, we but we re rejected her, and now she's yeah. a champion somewhere else. It just goes you. to show you, Impact rejects the Impact rejects their their uh, <laughs> what is it? Their best of the best. Yeah, yeah. indeed. Right. All right, well, I think we've kind of talked about everything we needed to talk about, so let's do winners of the week, shall we? Ew. Beak, I'll turn it over to you first. Who's your winner of the week, my friend? Uh, only thing that really sticks out to me is uh, the title change I saw tonight, so I'm going to have to give it up for Big Lance Archer uh, taking that title off former AEW champion John Moxley. So that was pretty impressive. I Sorry, Derek didn't mean to spoil that little information there for you i still don't even know what you're talking about so <laughs> lance archer beat john Shut up. why am just like, i'm not acknowledging you. the new japan united states of the week well my way i like murder rock lance archer by my, the way. my winner of the week is actually lance archer's uh op- opponent for the next defense is a uh, hikaleo from the bullet club for 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 lie one another Haku's kids. Dude. The more taller, more handsome Haku kid. How is how is he your winner of the week? What did he do this week? He debuted on AEW. Oh, okay. Oh. He, he won by sitting in the audience rocking a Bullet Club shirt. Yeah. So, was, everybody looking they, at him. Everybody looking at him from the beginning, like, look at this fucking Mark with his Bullet exactly. Club shirt. Exactly. I was like, it's a fan wearing a Bullet yeah. Club shirt. And then he walks up to the ring and everybody's like, oh, shit. Because <laughs> if you don't know who he is, he does just kind of look like a guy at a Bullet Club shirt. Yeah. But then he realized he's a fucking monster. That's and we've had AEW uh, uh, sightings of fans just running up on stage and getting into the ring. So it must have all been very cool. That's kind of the cool yeah. thing about, like I said, that's why I mentioned beforehand is like AEW is cool because I could say, oh, shit, did you catch Hikaleo on, on AEW? Hell yeah, I did. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, you know, and then he's like on New Japan on Fridays and, you know, he's going for the title now. I mean, it's great to see him because he was a young boy for the longest time and now he's like, you know, really coming into his own. No, he's a man boy. He's Your a man boy. I have no idea what you're talking about. I also want to say my winners <laughs> of the week because of this newfound information here. Beacon Derek, uh, you know, going in on a, on that new pup, so that's awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Derek. Yeah, I'll no send problem. you that leg soon. <laughs> I I am happy. I am hey, happy. You know what? Beak, just make his money at Vegas. <laughs> 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 
I'll go double it. Just uh, uh it'll yeah. be coming from Friday. You'll get just that shots, shots, and more shots in Vegas. That's all we uh, want. I want shots and hugs. The that's next month is the month of drunk Derek, and that's who my winner of the week is. Drunk Derek. <laughs> um, I will give my winner of the week to John Cena because I think that John Cena moves the needle right now possibly more than any professional wrestler we could talk about cm punk and brian danielson all day john silver's pretty hilarious no don't get me wrong john silver is much funnier (laughs) Uh, i i still i kind of uh i've thought a lot about what g1 said i still kind of agree with him but john cena being back was a big deal i saw jared uh kind of downplay it and say like Ah, uh, that then that was the biggest surprise since I heard about it earlier this morning. But I didn't hear about it, and I didn't know he was coming. Yeah, so I didn't know about it either. It was a legitimate surprise. It was a nice end of the show. I enjoyed Money in the Bank, so I kind of was doing that thing I don't typically do with pay per views these days, and just kind of let it run out to the end until it's completely over and skips over to the next thing that's on or whatever, you know. Uh, and next thing I hear is the and John Cena coming out. Oh my God. I marked out a little bit. I think everybody in my family did. I think my daughter came running out of her room to see John Cena. Like it was one of those moments that made you truly realize like how big of a star someone like that is. I also found it very ironic that he has completely taken on the same role as the rock had a few years ago. Uh, and in that scenario or scene era area, he was, <laughs> yeah, it's hard to the say. Guy, <laughs> he was the guy that he was, was bearing uh, the rock. He was the guy bearing the rock for being the Hollywood guy. Now he's the Hollywood guy. I wonder who the next Hollywood guy will be. Roman Reigns, perhaps. I like Hollywood John Cena. I, I think the suits idea would be awesome if he actually started fucking doing that. I also kind of laugh at the idea of John Cena being a puppet right now that's being controlled by the fiend still because oh, that's this cool. is his first appearance since uh the match oh my god <laughs> shut up well and it was the fact that he came out and did the two sweet right away that threw a lot made a lot of people go hey wait a minute you know he's he's uh, john cena's malfunctioning yeah. <laughs> uh i'm a uh, uh, i don't know watch I, next I, week next week he's gonna wear like he's gonna wear like his blue john cena shirt with his green john cena hat I'm like, oh shit, he's malfunctioning some more. Yeah, yeah that's it's a glitch. <laughs> yes, he, that's his colors he clash. <laughs> and then, then he starts wearing polo shirts out. Next thing you know, it's a suit. Yeah, this is gonna work out just fine. So we we should work for some sort of wrestling company and write. We should. Stuff. We should. I think we would make good content. But um, we want to thank you guys for listening to this content, episode 446 of the Steel Cage Podcast. You can get us all on Twitter. I am at cap underscore caveman with a K. Neo is at the Neo X with an E-C-K-S at the end. And Beaky is at James Vanderbeek, and that's J-A-I-M-S Vanderbeek. Uh, and we're all on Twitter, but of course, all roads lead to at the Steel Cage. Also, stop by Beak's account. Check out our newest member of the family, Rocky, a.k.a. The Rock, a.k.a. Rocksteady, a.k.a. Rock Steadward, uh, <laughs> and leave some comments about how adorable he is. While you're doing that, 
maybe buy a t-shirt. You can check out Beak Shop, Please. and that is at pentagonzo.com. That'll help buy some food for that adorable little pup. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can also check out our t-shirts at thesteelcageshop.com. They are still the king of soft style. And there's still a shirt up there that these assholes put with pictures of me and assistant to the I am the assistant commissioner i am assistant champion i am never an assistant to the what i don't go get waters for people or run errands or order grubhub that's You're not a bad me. assistant or pick up jeans from the dry cleaner ah, don't do it you're never gonna keep this assistant job you're terrible at it shut up i don't want to keep the assistant job i'm gonna be the commissioner but we'll keep that between us for now um what do we got we got anything else i know the unfunny nerd tangent guys uh, covered loki an absolutely outstanding show that i implore you to watch even if you are super not into the marvel shows it's definitely uh it was my favorite by far uh and you can check that out and after you checked it out check out unfunny nerd tangent with those guys uh, we have a couple of episodes of dates that I'm going to drop as a little present before I go on vacation to Hawaii this Saturday. Uh, but I want to do that as a way to thank everybody for listening and because we have them in the can and I've just been really lazy about posting them. So you guys will get those before I go. I want to thank Uncle Beak for joining us, man. We missed you last week and we're glad to have you back. Thanks, man. Uh, and again, I want to thank everybody for checking out episode 446 of the Steel Cage podcast. And remember, kids... Yeah, you push me to the You froze. I thought it cut out. I'm like, oh shit, that's awesome. (laughs) And remember, kids, what is it? What did what does uh, Daniel Bryan say? Uh, If if you work for your dreams, your dreams will work for you. There you go. All right, that we'll see you in AEW.